Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Okay, everybody, welcome back, and welcome to the stack of stuff. Got a big stack today, lots of stuff in it, and I want to start out with this. I'm going to start out by uh, breaking news, by breaking my Twitter post, because that's what I do is break news. Um, so uh, Twitter post says, uh, and this is, you can find it, at Ren's Tom. Breaking, safe and effective, the mod RNA vaccines, because they're still calling them uh, mRNA, you know, but that's because they lie, are, uh, have been found to be in mom's breast milk. You remember when they said that you get these shots and it just stays localized in your shoulder and it doesn't go around your body and it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that and you know they're safe and effective. Basically, everything they said is a lie because that's what they do. They also said that it stops the spread, which it doesn't. And they knew it doesn't, but they lied. Uh, they said a full 77% of mothers vaccinated had uh, the mRNA garbage in their milk, according to a study. I published a couple uh, pages from that study. I believe it was published in The Lancet. But, uh, yeah, I said uh, it gets in the breast milk so you can poison your babies. Right. Because, I mean, no worries about your baby drinking mRNA poisons in your breast milk. That's fine. Uh, get another shot. It'll be good for the baby. You should probably get a booster right before they're born. That way they can get the maximum amount of this mRNA in their breast milk. Uh, mRNA meaning mod RNA, since they lie about it as though it's messenger RNA. And, uh, yeah, they... Just trust the big government and big pharma. I mean, they haven't stopped lying to you, but I'm sure they'll tell the truth at least once coming forward. So anyways, you should check out my Twitter post on this. I mean, I don't, you know, folks, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, everything in the news is just second to Alex Jones, right? I feel like I am second to Alex Jones. You see, Alex was right. It's like Renz was right. So it should be trending. It's like a daily thing. Everything with this COVID stuff, like all this news that's coming out, we've been we've been talking about it for two, three years. I mean, it's like you, know, you didn't have to be a genius. You just had to do some homework. It's right there. So anyways, it's there. Um, I don't know what to say about it, folks. Uh, you know, it's just more of the same. So, uh, but moving on to a much more important topic than murdering your babies because that's okay. I mean, murdering babies is something that the Democrats like. Uh, headline, Senator John Fetterman, you know, Lurch, the guy that died three times, and I don't know, he, he just looks like a troglodyte bum. Uh, and that's saying something, right? Because I look like I'm related to, to Sasquatch or Neanderthal or something, but this guy makes me look like a modern man. I mean, this guy, he just looks like, he looks like there's something wrong with him. But uh, Fetterman says he'll uh, save democracy by wearing a suit if the House GOP avoids a shutdown. So this this piece of garbage who dresses like a bum despite being in the U.S. Senate says, I'll I'll wear a suit if you guys avoid the shutdown. Really? Really? You piece of crap. It's just just a piece of crap. I mean... uh, I'll wear a suit. I'll save democracy. Oh, my God, folks. Pennsylvania. Listen, I know there was election fraud, but really? 
really? You couldn't do more to stop it to keep this DB out of the office? I mean, this guy, he's as bad as Biden, and he's like 80 years younger. I just, I don't know. I don't know, folks. I just don't know. Uh, this one's important. Headline, Fed files to FBI informant created one of the largest Nazi groups in American history. What? Not an FBI informant. They don't like Nazis at the FBI, do they? Uh, or do they? Uh, quote, an FBI informant confounded, uh, co-founded one of the largest and oldest neo-Nazi organizations in U.S. history, the National Socialist Movement. A group connected to numerous crimes and violent events, including deadly 2017 Charlottesville Unite the Right, right? A Nazi movement, not Trump, a Nazi movement that was working with the FBI that doesn't like Trump. Uh, and uh, I mean, and more, right? The documents, uh, Trova FBI documents, memo stuff these guys found, they went through it. And it shows that, uh, you know, that they're, Tied in more and more with Nazis, once known as the Hollywood Nazis for its flamboyant demonstrations and crude propaganda, the National Socialist Movement has also been one, uh, accused of being co-opted by the FBI in a lawsuit filed by a former member who is now in prison. That's right, folks. The FBI is in bed with the Nazis. It was uh, founded in '74 by Cliff Harrington and Robert Brennan, both of whom were chief lieutenants in prominent uh, American fascist. Uh, George Lincoln Rockwell, the, the founder of the American Nazi Party in 1959. So these guys, uh, these Nazis, uh, they're, they're tied in. By 76, this guy Brandon was apparently tied in uh, with FBI. So you've got the FBI working with Nazis and Nazi group founders all the way back, right? That's right, folks. The American government supports Nazis. Let's think about that, right? How does that make us feel? Joe Biden's FBI, the one that hated Trump, the one that that undermined Trump, the one that committed all sorts of crimes, the one that was the, the FBI that was behind the insurrection and that created the January 6th insurrection. There was an insurrection January 6th. It was the FBI uh, creating a riot that they could blame against Trump because the FBI was instigating that insurrection to try and take Trump out. That's what's going on there, right? Um, and... Uh, this same FBI has a long history being tied to and working with Nazis. Isn't that wonderful, folks? That is your American FBI, the DOJ, Department of Justice, Department of Nazis. So, yeah, this is a very long and uh, kind of, it's a pretty good article. I mean, it's pretty detailed. They got a bunch of other feds in the National Socialist Movement. I want to. I also. I don't want to take this or miss this opportunity. Now, this Nazi organization, right? Nazis. So the evilest, most awful people on the planet. Uh, this is their organization called the National Socialist Movement. Socialism. Hmm. So the Nazis like socialism. Who else likes socialism? Most of the colleges, the celebrities. Nazis. What do they all have in common? Okay. Uh, Headline, another month set aside for politicized history. 
Uh, last week began yet another month set aside for celebrating the history of victims of systemic racism, white supremacy, slavery, colonialism, imperialism, to name a few of the historic crimes perpetrated by the whites. What started as a correction of historical writing vitiated and uh, by partially uh, partiality and prejudice today has degenerated into rank and file uh, politicization that provides leverage to some political factions, mostly Democrats, at the cost of historical truth. That is an accurate, accurate paragraph. We have Hispanic Heritage Month right now. And uh, this is all about how uh, yeah, everybody that wasn't Hispanic came to America and you know, destroyed things and stole things and did evil things. And uh, the reality is, is that North America would have been great, uh, but for the white people that came in and destroyed it. Uh, the, America, you know, the fact that we created more wealth and were at one time the lone superpower and uh, were the most powerful and uh, you know, best nation in the world, the fact that we ended slavery and tyranny on a global scale, all those things would have been much, much better if only the Europeans hadn't come. All right. You know, I'm not saying everything that the, that the Europeans did was good. It wasn't. You know, we did have slavery. That's a shame. What they did to the Indians was absolutely horrible. But Really? Like they did, nothing good came of it, and the issues weren't corrected? I don't know. Headline, J.D. Vance and friends continue to push ban slave masks. Uh, they want to ban slave mask mandates. And J.D. Vance has confidence that he can pass legislation to prohibit federal mask mandates despite Democrat control of the Senate. So he's been pushing this because he's concerned about the pushback to pandemic protocols. And uh, he's got his Freedom to Breathe Act. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's faced some uphill battle. Uh, but I, why wouldn't? Why, why wouldn't that pass? I mean, they don't work. All they do is make people sick. They're awful. They're fucking awful. Um, okay. And we are going to have an edit at 10.13. All right. But folks, these masks, these mandates, terrible. Terrible. It's absolutely awful that these guys do this. They've never done anything. They're just the dumbest things I've ever seen. And uh, we've known it. And everybody knew it. Fauci knew it. Everybody knew it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yet these guys continue to push it and we continue to have to deal with this. And for some reason, uh, J.D. Vance has to have confidence instead of it just being a, a given. Yeah. I don't know what I think of Vance. You know, uh, I like what he's doing from a legislative perspective. I met him in person not too long ago and uh, he was, uh, well, very typical of a senator, which means, you know, well, it means something. Uh, not very down. It didn't strike me as very down to earth, but I like what he's doing as a senator. I just don't know. I don't know. You know, to me, if, if you're not, when I talk to people, if you're not someone that I can have a beer with, I probably don't want to be around you, right? If you're not someone that I just, you know, I'm good at, you know, hey, let's spend some time together. Yeah, then, you know, all right. 
Cancer is appearing in ways never before seen after COVID vaccinations. Dr. Harvey Risch, that's because the COVID vaccinations are causing cancer. Now, Risch is literally one of the smartest people I've ever met. Harvey Risch is a truly, truly uh, just an amazing scientist. The guy is brilliant. And he's a professor of uh, epidemiology at Yale. And uh, he, he's been right about a lot of things all the way through COVID. One of the things he's also right about is he's pointing to what appears to be an epidemiological uh, relationship or correlation uh, between the vaccines and cancer. And he's right about that, right? Uh, because, well, frankly, if Harvey says it, he's probably right about it, whatever it is, because he doesn't say it if it's not. So this is happening, folks, okay? I can tell you, uh, I have been researching the hell out of this. And I will tell you, these vaccines are the reason for the turbo cancers. The turbo cancers are 100% a result of the vaccines. I not only think that the turbo cancers are a result of the vaccines, I am confident that I'm going to be able to prove that our federal government knew before these vaccines were out there that they would cause turbo cancer on a massive scale. I also think that you're going to see a tie-in and a correlation between the turbo cancers that they knew were going to come on in Operation Moonshot, which Biden has you know, said, well, we're going to cure cancer with new vaccine. You know, they're going to put out this mod RNA to deal with the cancers that they're causing from the other mod RNA. Mark my words, folks, it's coming. We know this. This is one of those things that I would put money on. Uh, I've got all the evidence that shows us. I'm working on putting it together in a way that everybody will be able to wrap their heads around. But mark my words, if you get these shots, you're at risk for turbo cancer. Harvey Risch is absolutely correct on this. All right. Um, what do we got here? Oh, yeah, this one. A breaking video. State Department refuses to address how much U.S. aid money went to Wuhan Institute of Virology and collaborator Ralph Barrick, who developed techniques for the weaponizing of viruses, right? So Ralph Barrick worked with EcoHealth Alliance to create SARS-CoV-2 in the Wuhan lab. That's what happened. Here's what they're, what, what the kind of the behind the scenes thing, right? Uh, that money, the money that they used to do that came from Fauci and, you know, the HHS, but there was also a huge, huge amount of that money that got funneled into this program from USAID, which is really the CIA. Okay. USAID is largely used by the CIA to fund all sorts of things. We know this, we've got a paper trail on it, right? And, uh, the CIA was acutely aware of, and even funding the creation of SARS-CoV-2 in Wuhan. There's no question about any of this. Uh, the, the CIA's role in this cannot be overstated. They spent an untold amount of money uh, financing all of this stuff. And the question you've got to ask yourself is, why was the CIA funding this sort of bioweapon in the Wuhan lab you know, in China where they hate us? And they said they want bioweapons to use against America. Why would they do that? You know, they, they transfer the technology, they transfer all this stuff to a communist party control lab. Like they don't know that that's going to cause a problem, that these guys aren't going to use it. But there's no question that this is happening. And this is actually, you know, this article, it's not anything I didn't know, but it's it just prompted me to point out that, you know, listen, yeah, 
State Department, because CIA works hand-in-hand with State Department, right? Central Intelligence Agency, most of their mandate is to work in other countries. Technically, they're not supposed to be doing too much here in the U.S. Um, so they work with the State Department real closely. One of the things that's a very well-known thing uh, in for people in the know is, you know, most of our U.S. embassies around the world, most of the people working there are CIA, I mean, they're intelligence officers, right? You go there, you work in the State Department, your job is to gather intel in that country. So a lot of these guys are CIA officials. It's where all of our spy networks come from and how they work. So yeah, when the State Department funds stuff uh, through USAID and these other things, that's a CIA program, right? We know that for sure. We know how that works. There's no question about it. But the question is, how much should you send? How much should they, did, did our CIA, DOD, uh, State Department, how much should we send to Wuhan to create this this death, this chaos, this, this murder weapon, right? And by the way, let me also tie this in. So when you create a bioweapon or a biological uh, agent, you know, like SARS-CoV-2 or whatever it is, right? You always create the cure at the time that you create the weapon. The reason for that is, is if it gets out or if someone does, uses it against you, you want to have the cure. So the SARS-CoV-2 virus was almost certainly created with the, the COVID vaccines, right? So this explains why it is that uh, the COVID vaccines were, uh, you know, when, when you know Trump says, hey, we need to do something about it. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's figure out something. And then three days later, Moderna says, yeah, we got a vaccine. Uh, in three days? You guys came up with all this in three days? Oh, yeah. Just, just we're fast. Uh, okay. And we're supposed to believe that? So this, this has been around. This was the game. It was all funded. And nobody's even looking at the funding for the vaccine because... They just aren't, but that's another funding trail, by the way. So this is what's happening, folks. It's corrupt as hell. Uh, we need your support on the Tom Renz Show. We need your support at TomRenz.com. We need the Renz Law. Give, send, go supported. Uh, please help us. Help us fight for our country. Help us fight for freedom. Support us. We'll be back soon. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. 
It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Okay, welcome back, everybody. So... Let's talk about dysfunction, right? Dysfunction. It's not hard to find dysfunction. It's kind of everywhere. And if you really want to find uh, the, the true home of dysfunction, look no further than Washington, D.C., particularly, uh, well, Congress and uh, all the administrative agencies and uh, the White House and well, basically all Washington, D.C., right? So yeah, I'm looking at this stuff, and we've got just an absolute mess here, and I don't even know where to start with this, right? So let's start with, I think, you know what, we're going to start with uh, Chip Roy telling people to eat SHIT. Yes, that's right. Congressman Chip Roy is all fired up. Why is Congressman Chip Roy filed, fired up? Well, he's not holding back. According to this story, uh, Chip Roy... So is, he's is not holding back his criticism of staunch conservatives in the House of Representatives who are opposing a contentious stopgap proposal aimed at averting a government shutdown. In a profanity-laden interview with Fox News, Roy unleashed a tirade against his fellow congressional colleagues who were demanding bigger cuts to federal government spending. But Roy had none of it, saying that it was stupid. Uh an unhinged Roy stated that a Republican who opposes a 30-day 8% cut to non-defense, non-veteran federal government with the best border security bill we've had ever had attached to it. I honestly don't know what to say about my fellow Republicans other than they're going to eat a SHIT sandwich and you probably deserve to eat it. Chip Roy is the problem. Chip Roy is the problem with the Republican Party. This guy is so happy to sell out for his crappy bill that he's never going to get anything done. 8% in the 30 day. I mean, who cares? Who cares? Best border security bill we've ever seen. Yeah, that'll work because, I mean, we all know Biden's going to follow the law, right? Folks, this is garbage. It's absolute tripe. You know, this whole thing, this guy is such a wuss and such a coward, but he's a perfect Republican. Right. Instead of saying we're not passing anything until we defund uh, anything related to J6 and anything related to going after Trump. Then we'll talk about defunding. 
or, or funding the rest of us, right? Once you, you let's save that money. How about that? How about uh, defunding Biden's uh, ability to, uh, you know, close down oil drilling? How about, I mean, what, gas is too cheap? We're okay with the gas prices now? There's a lot of things we can defund. There's a lot of things we can do. But not when Chip Roy is telling his Republicans to eat SHIT because, you know, they won't sell out quick enough for him. You know, I mean, what is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? You know, there there is just... There's no e-verifying their border bill. Uh, you know, they, I don't know for sure if it's going to, I believe that the bill is still allowing for money to Ukraine, uh, but it just, it's just garbage. Whatever it is, it's garbage. You know, 8% is nothing. 8% cut. I mean, what the hell is that? How about defunding the FBI or the, I'm sorry, the IRS agents, 87,000 new IRS agents, right? How about defunding them? How about that? No, no, not Chip Roy. He, those Republicans, he's unhinged. He's going to unleash on them a tirade of SHIT sandwiches. Chip Roy is a giant wuss, and he's part of the problem, right? Okay, now, continuing on with uh, the DC dysfunction uh, theme that we have here, uh, Biden's hack attorney general can't remember if he talked to the FBI about Hunter Biden investigation. Folks, this is actually not a joke, right? This is actually a serious, serious question. They, so, uh, Rep. Mike Johnson says, uh, he asked, hey, did you talk to anybody at the FBI headquarters about a Hunter Biden investigation? The attorney general for the United States, Merrick Garland, when asked whether or not he talked to the FBI about an investigation that's been, you know, called corrupt from the beginning, about the president's son, says, oh, I, I, I can't even, I, I just can't remember. I mean, that's kind of day-to-day stuff. Who'd remember that? Really? Really? Let me explain what that is. So Garland is a clearly a terrible lawyer, but a lawyer, Right. And uh, what the, what this is, is Garland knows, well, if I say I, I don't remember, they can't, no one can ever disprove that, even if he re- remembers it later. You know, no one can ever disprove that he didn't remember at the time. Uh, so, so Garland's just, I mean, he's a liar. I don't know what else to say about it. He's just a liar. Um, yeah, but no, he can't remember, folks, whether or not he talked to the FBI about Hunter Biden, the president's son. I think if I talked to the FBI about Hunter Biden, I would remember that. Anyways, um, in the same hearing, uh, I'm going to play this because this is this is super important here, folks. Right? This is Jim Jordan. Right? He's got got his his uh, his coat off. He's ready to work for the American people. Right? And uh, Jim Jordan, I mean, listen, this guy can't do enough to make big, broad statements that he follows up with no actions. I mean, everybody loves Jim Jordan because he he does this. Now, let me show you what Jim Jordan does. Are you ready? Here you go. All right. Can you guys hear this? Let's see if you can hear this. 
Quote, Mr. Weiss has full authority to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. That was your response, Attorney General, to Senator Grassley's question on March 1st, 2023. You just referenced it when Mr. Bishop was questioning you. Only problem is he'd already been turned down by the U.S. Attorney in the District of Columbia, Mr. Graves. So he didn't have full authority, did he? I had an extended conversation with uh, Senator Grassley at the time. We briefly touched on the Section 515 question and how that process went. Um, I've my never been suggested. Simple. My point's real simple, Mr. Garland. You said he had complete authority, but he'd already been turned down. He, he wanted to bring an action in the District of Columbia, and the U.S. Attorney there said, no, you can't. And then you go tell the United States Senate under oath that he has complete authority. I'm going to say again that uh, no one had the authority to turn him down. They could refuse uh, to partner with him. They could you not. You can use whatever you, you, language. They, refuse to partner is turning down. Well, it's not the same under a well-known Justice Department practice. Here's why this. Okay. Quote, Mr. White. Okay, okay. So Jim Jordan's getting big kudos for this one, right? Um, I don't know. I guess he uh, he really got him. I mean, is he launching an impeachment investigation? That's what I want to know. Has Jim Jordan filed any articles of impeachment against Merrick Garland? Because I don't really care. If Jim Jordan says, oh, you lied, you lied. Okay, well, are you going to impeach him? Because this is the problem. So Jim Jordan is great at this. Now, oh, look where I But uh, when it comes to doing something, nothing, nothing. Now, here's another really good. I really like this. This I, I'm going to play this one. I want you to hear this. This is pretty good stuff here, folks. Mr. Garland, have, have you or are you investigating who leaked the information that appeared in the Washington Post on October 6, 2022, about this investigation, about the Hunter Biden investigation. You're saying there was an October 2022? Uh... October 6, 2022, Washington Post <laughs> writes a story about the Hunter Biden investigation. I'm just, I wonder, have, have, have you investigated who leaked that information to the Washington Post? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Has it been, is any, has it been referred to the uh, uh, Inspector General? Do you know that? Um, um, it, uh, I'm... I don't want my answer to suggest that there is or isn't such an investigation. I know that the um, um, uh, that the um, so, uh, inspector general sent a letter to Congress explaining uh, that there was that he had an ongoing assessment with respect to the whistleblowers' charges. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. Okay, folks. Okay, so I, here's a, here's what I liked about that. They were going to put that buffoon on the Supreme Court. That buffoon. That guy is the guy that Obama tried to put on the Supreme Court. He sounds like an idiot. Probably is an idiot, based on what I'm hearing here. Uh, but this is, this is, it's just incredible. This is the Attorney General for the United States. Now, of course, we got Jim Jordan asking all the tough questions, you know, but, uh, and I'm sure Jim Jordan is filing articles of impeachment any time now. He, I mean, he's not really keen on impeaching Biden, but I'm sure he'll follow up on this one. He'd be all over it, right? Because he, he's got his sh shirt sleeves rolled up and he's fighting for the American people. Uh, I, I'm kind of liking this, and I want to I wanna hit another one of these because this is just, I mean, remember, the theme of this segment is dysfunction. And if you want dysfunction, you go to Washington. You know, and, and by the way, it's on both sides because I don't see Jim Jordan impeaching this guy. After today, if there aren't articles of impeachment filed tomorrow, I don't know, folks. 
I don't know, but here, let's look at this one too. Let's look at this. No one that I know of has spoken to the White House about the Hunter Biden case. I'm wondering this. Okay, I got it. Of course not, folks. Of course not. No one's talking to the Hunter. I, who would do that? Who would do that? I, I, no one would talk to them about the Hunter Biden case. And by the way, there's this. I guess I'm just wondering, Mr. Attorney General, has anyone at the department told President Biden to knock it off? With Hunter. I mean, you guys are charging Hunter Biden on some crimes, investigating him on, on others. You've got the president bringing Hunter Biden around to state dinners. Has anyone told him to knock it off? Our job in the Justice Department is to pursue our cases without reference uh, to what's happening in the outside world. You, just yes or no. Have you done that? That is what we do. So it's a no? No one that I know of has spoken to the White House about the Hunter Biden case. I'm wondering then. Okay, I got it. I got it. So Hunter Biden is selling art to pay for his $15,000 a month rent in Malibu. How can you guarantee that the people buying that art aren't doing so to gain favor with the president? Oh, job of the Justice Department is to investigate criminal allegations. You have information. Are you investigating this? I mean, someone who bought Hunter Biden's art ended up with a prestigious appointment to a federal position. Doesn't it look weird that he's making, he's become this immediate success in the art world as his dad is president of the United States? Isn't that odd? Wait, wait, wait. So folks, let's stop here. Now notice the difference between Jordan and Gates. Now, first of all, I, I kind of like Gates's questioning a little bit better. But also notice, uh, you know, Gates is kind of having fun with this because Gates is actually doing things, right? So Matt Gates is supporting, you know, he's supporting action. He's supporting things. He, you know, I mean, he's pushing. He's fighting. It's a world of, you can feel the energy difference, can't you? Like when you watch this, you know, you watch him ask these questions, you know, but let's not overlook the op, uh, the obvious here, right? I mean, yeah, Hunter Biden's $15,000 a month uh, rent is being paid for by his incredible art. I mean, because he is an artist, for sure. Look at him. Um, I mean, his finger paintings are great. I, I, no other kindergartners could do that. That is as well. I'm not going to comment about any specific... Not going to comment, not going to investigate. So right. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then-Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped doing that? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then-Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped? I'm going to say again that all these matters are within the purview of Mr. Weiss... I have not interfered with them, and yeah, I do not. Yeah, but if you were confident that he had stopped, you could. And I do not intend to interfere with him. I want to. So wait, 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 I, Mr. Weiss, Mr. Weiss, he he's got it right. He's going to be. He is going after Hunter Biden. I'm sure on all of these things. And uh, Merrick Garland, you know, I mean, he is all. Listen to this, this drivel, folks. Listen to this. I'm going to do a little bit more here because I'm getting a boot. Out, I get a boot out of this, but. Uh, uh, just a little more here. It was a lot of Chinese money that was working its way through these shell companies into the accounts of the Biden family. So the China initiative was set up during the Trump administration at the Department of Justice to go after the malign influence of, of the Chinese Communist Party. And the Biden Justice Department dissolved the China initiative. So I guess I'm wondering, does the department have any 
documents uh, that would detail the basis for why you got rid of the China initiative that President Trump had set up. The Assistant Attorney General for the National Security Division gave a long speech which explained that. He has testified before Congress several times. We'd be happy to provide you with... What's the, the basis? Just tell us all now. What, why, why was the China initiative dissolved? What, uh, uh, the, what the Assistant Attorney General said was that we face attacks from four nation states. North Korea, China, Russia, and Iran. And we need to focus our attention on the broad range of these attacks. So we shut down. We don't wait a second. You don't, are you saying that North Korea has the same malign influence risk to the United States as the Chinese Communist Party? Are you, are you trying to represent there's some parity there? Because here's what it looks like. Folks, uh, listen, listen. This is, uh, this is an absolute poo show. An absolute joke. I don't know what else to say about it, folks. It's just, it's a joke. It really is. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Um, and this is our country. This is what we've got. Yeah, go back to the first segment. What have you done today? Yeah, it's really pointed. It's really pointed because when we look at what we've got here, when we look at the absurdity that is Washington, D.C., you know, why'd you get rid of that China initiative? Well, because, you know, there's three other countries that are bad guys. So you quit dealing with one so that you could do what? Did you deal with the other three? No, we just stopped dealing with the one. Okay. I mean, does this make any sense to anybody? Uh, anybody on the planet? Is anybody following this? This Is this the dumbest thing you've ever heard? You know, we've got the Attorney General of the United States here. He can't talk about whether, you know, they've, they've looked into Hunter Biden corruption. They can't talk about, you know, what sort of nonsense is happening. Can't remember whether he talked to the FBI. And why is he not being impeached? Can anybody explain to me why this man is still employed? Can anybody explain to me why the Republicans are, are hobnobbing around uh, you know, with their thumbs up their butt? I mean, this entire administration is so far beyond incompetent. They're so far beyond absurd. These are the worst people on the planet, folks. They are the worst ever. I don't even know what to say about it. I just, I don't know. I don't understand. How can, how is it that people get up every day and don't feel like they've got to do something about this? How is it that people don't fight? How is it that we have so many people that are looking at this and seeing our country and they don't feel like, man, I got to do something because it's going to hell. I just don't get that, folks. I don't get that mentality. And it's something that I think that we really have to do something with. You know, we got to get people fighting, got to get people fighting for our country. Uh, and, and we need them supporting. So please, by the way, support us on TomRens.com. Share the Tom Renz Show and the America Out Loud Network. Share our work. Help us get it out there. Just hit share. People need to see this. We'll be right back. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time.
America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show today. I'm excited to be here today. You know, I, uh, I've thought a lot about how I wanted to open the show and what I wanted to do in this first segment. You know, the first segment, I usually like to hit the big thing of the day or something like that. Uh, but today, I want to talk about what we're doing, right? What we're doing. There's a lot of big things in the day, right? So when I look over at the news, uh, you know, I mean, I see this uh, pension meltdown, serious threats to the states, and that's true. So, I mean, you know, the gist of that is that, the, you know, the pension system is overextended and it's melting down and it's crashing and a lot of it's uh, in the stock market and that's not doing so well in some cases. And I mean, there's problems, right? Uh, you've got, uh, Chip Roy out there mad over this, uh, spending debacle. You got all sorts of things going on, right? But I think that the thing that, that really matters is what have you done today for our freedom, right? What have you done? So I'm looking over and, uh, I see that Biden, his uh, DHS, is clearing the path for literally like 300,000 more illegals to come across the border. 300,000. They're using a, uh, what is this? They're using a uh, program. It's the, uh, basically what it says is that uh, if, if uh, you know, it would be not safe or not good for you to be sent back to your home, you can come into the U.S. and just kind of sit there, right? Well, that's kind of what's going on here. Uh, so they're, they're just saying that everybody down there, especially from Venezuela, and there's, you know, almost half a million of the Venezuelans here, uh, you know, they can just stay here, right? They just stay here. And uh, remember, Venezuela is passing out papers to military-age Iranian and Chinese men. Now, are they sending troops here? I don't know. I think that's a pretty fair question. But... What did, what did you do today? What did you do today? So as I look through this, uh, story after story after story, uh, you know, Matt Gates is talking about Kevin McCarthy being owned by lobbyists and Merrick Garland on the Hill today. And don't worry, Jim Jordan was there with a fiery opening statement. He was all ready to go. And uh, he, I mean, he isn't doing anything and uh, he isn't going to do anything, but he had a big opening statement. So he'll get some headlines out of that, right? Um, what did you do today? So I keep asking that for a reason. 
you know, it's incumbent upon each of us to find a way to do something for this country. Uh, the globalists are working against us. They're working with the corporate uh, monsters. Uh, the, the globalists and the corporate monsters are kind of the same thing. Uh, they're, they're trying to take over our freedom. You've got evil countries like China, you know, that don't believe in freedom, that are trying to take away freedom. You've got all these people doing all these bad things. You know, within America, you've got kids being exposed to perversion in schools. You've got uh, the southern border. We've got the J6. We've got election fraud. We've got COVID jabs. I mean, yeah, it's a disaster. Everywhere you look, there's a disaster. Now, here's the problem. When I go out and I speak, if I go, if I go speak to a you know a pretty big crowd, I'll get done. You know, I'll shake hands and talk to people. And when I get done, and I'm talking to them, they'll say, you know what they'll ask me? Say, well, what can I do? What can you do? Well, I, what did you do? What have you done? What I what can't you do? You see, we the people have become emasculated. We become weak. We've lost our sense uh, of fight. We've lost our sense uh, recognition that we can do something. That sometimes all you need is one voice, and so we don't. And we're lazy, so we don't do anything, right? I saw there were protesters out in front of the UN. And they were protesting the uh, yeah the the 2030 agenda and that sort of stuff, right? The globalist takeover. Now, I don't suppose that they stopped the globalist takeover with their protests, but you know what they did. I got some headlines and woke some more people up. It's starting to look a little more mainstream. We now have protesters out in front of the UN, right? That, that, that whole 2030 thing, it's starting to become more mainstream. That's how we fight it, right? If everybody knows what's happening, it won't, they can't sneak it in. But this is the part, this is a great example of the issue here, right? So we've got these protesters show up there, but look at how many things are not being protested. Look at how many things nobody's doing anything about. You know, how many times do you flip through? You know, I, I do this, right? So I got my phone. I'm, you know, I'm flipping through, flipping through, looking at, uh, you know, I'm, uh, my Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is I'm looking at, right, when I'm not being censored. And, yeah, I'm looking through, and I'm seeing all these people, you know, the brilliant things that are being posted. Then I look down, and I'll see, there, you know, this is a brilliant thing, and, you know, 100 people have shared it. What? A hundred? This is a brilliant post. How come there's only a hundred shares? Well, because no one hits share. No one hits share. Now, I want to focus on that for a minute. Is it hard to hit share? Is that a big deal? Is that a complicated thing? Like, is hitting share something that you just, you know, I don't know, you just you can't, you can't manage it, can't get it done? So the difficult thing, I don't know, is it? Is it hard, you know, if you see some people out there that are, that are, I don't know, protesting or raising awareness, yeah, assuming that they're not being stupid about it, right, not violent, just kind of, you know, out there doing what they ought to do. Is it, is it hard to show up? Is that a difficult thing? Uh, when, you're, when you're at the kids' soccer games, right, because I go to my kids' soccer games, and so, you know, someone's talking to you. Do you ever bring up what's happening? You ever bring up, you know, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of conversation in soccer. I mean, everything from this to that. I mean, school's a frequent thing that comes up at soccer games. Have you ever talked about what they're doing to the kids at school? Have you ever educated anybody? Have you ever shared the information? What did you do today? 
I keep coming back to that because there's always something to do, right? There's always something to do. It's just a matter of looking for it and finding it. Now, one of the things that I think is really important, uh, I've talked to some of my friends who are kind of military-minded, and they, uh, yeah, I talk to them about what they do. You know, what, how do you how do you do things? So, you, so well, you know, if there's a, a battle, like if you're in a fight, you know, a gunfight, whatever, uh, one of the things that the, the, the guys will do is they'll look and they'll take stock of, of where they are, what they got, right? So, you know, we've got, uh, we're, we're being attacked. You know, they've, it looks like the bad guys got this, they got this, they got this. There's this many bad guys with this type of gun, this type of bullets, you know, all these different things. And then they look around, okay, so we got, you know, one guy with a big machine gun. We got one guy with a you know, grenade launcher. We got, you know, a few this, few that, whatever. And so yeah, they can take stock of what they have. Now, what they don't do is say, well, there's, you know, like 25 bad guys and there's only like four or five of us. Uh, I don't have a tank, so I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm done. I'm just going to sit here and get shot. That is not what they do, but that's what we do. That's what we, the people do largely. I don't, I can't, I don't have that tank, so I can't go do something big. Everybody thinks that saving the world has to be something big, but if everybody does something small, nobody has to do everything big. And that's really the key, right? That's the key because ultimately, you, when you go up against guys like uh, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and Harari and Soros and these guys, they got billions of dollars. They're tied in with billions more. I mean, you aren't going to outbig them, right? You're not going to just show up and be bigger. So you have to show up with an army, right? Now, you may not be able to do what's necessary to bring down George Soros, but an army of people can. If we, the people, say, you know, we don't want George Soros' money screwing with our elections and screwing with our political system, well, that can have an impact. That can make the difference, right? If we, the people, take steps and do things, uh, you know, we're in. We're, we're in. There's things that can be done. But we have to decide what we, the people, want to do. And we have to take steps to do it. We have to make sure that we're going to uh, do what's necessary to, to stand for our freedom. And sometimes doing what's necessary doesn't mean doing something huge, right? So the first, going back to 2020, that first lawsuit I filed on COVID, it has like six or 700 pages. That was brutal, right? Writing that, researching that, you know, looking, learning all that I needed to to write in an academic way on masks, PCR tests, uh, death counts, you know, pathology, all these different things. That was a monumental project, folks. It was rough. Now, it had a huge impact. It did. And it's great that, that I had the, the opportunity and God gave me the wisdom to do that. But, you know, honestly, I you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. That's good that somebody does it, but you can get by, you can click share, right? You can click share. And I talk about this a lot. And I, you know, everybody thinks it's because I want them to share my social media. And so, yeah, sure. I do. I mean, I love it. If you share my social media, I'm very censored. So that's the only way it gets out there. But the thing is, is that that's not the point. That's not the real purpose. The real purpose is less about sharing my social media and much more about sharing ideas and getting the word out and standing and activating. You know, when you hit share, you do two things. 
you not only uh, share information for other people to see, you also make a statement about your position. That, that act in and of itself can inspire other people. Uh, this is where we've got to get to, folks. We've got to get to a million small acts, right? We've got to get people taking these small steps because I understand not everybody can just quit everything and file giant lawsuits. Not everybody can uh, do like McCullough and just, you know, master all the science related to everything around, the, uh, you know, this, these vaccines and, you know, be an expert on it. Not everybody can do some of the things that some of these guys are doing. But everybody can do something. What have you done today? Have you posted anything on Facebook today? Now, I understand you're going to get censored. I understand that. But, you know, be clever. Come up with something that it won't get censored. It won't get you thrown off. That certainly makes your point without actually saying it. Beat the algorithm. That's kind of fun. Have you posted anything on Twitter? They only shadow ban you. They don't usually throw you off at this point. They just shadow ban you. You know, how about that? Have you have you seen Twitter? I mean, is anything happening there? Um, maybe you're a, like an Instagram or a video person. Have you posted anything on Rumble? Have you posted anything on Instagram? Um, have, you, have you had a conversation with your kids about what they're learning in school to see whether or not, you know, what's happening to them is good and above board? Now, I don't know. I don't know, folks. I, I, I think that there's a lot more that can be done, and a lot of people are just not willing to look and do it. And the thing is, is everybody wants me to tell them what to do on a micro level. Well, you know, sometimes you got to kind of think this through yourself. What about getting involved locally, right? Most most of the you know precincts around the country are open. Have you volunteered to become a precinct chair, or or to you know be a volunteer in the precinct for whatever? Have you gotten involved with the election system? Have you tried to retake the Republican Party locally? Have you considered running for township trustee, school board, you know whatever? You know, have you considered? Maybe you don't even want to do that. Maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to help out. A patriot candidate who is a school board. Maybe you want to, you know, join them. Maybe you want to, you know, just hop on and and help them out with their campaign, right? I don't know. What do you want to do, folks? The thing is, is if you do nothing, evil wins. All that takes for evil to win is for good men to do nothing. I got. Uh, well, I didn't go to bed last night. I, I uh, had a long night and uh, ended up doing a fair bit of work, followed by some some other craziness. And, you know, I ended up getting some good things done. And then, you know, I've worked today. Uh, it's been a very busy day. I surprised how many good things I got done. You know, if you don't go to bed, a lot of times you're, you're cranky and tired the next day, but, uh, I was probably cranky and tired, but I still got good things done. Um, Everything I did was all about freedom, freedom fight, freedom this. You know, I put together some contracts today. I'm very excited about those. Those are going to facilitate some business dealings that are going to allow for, you know, Patriot stuff to move forward. Um, they're they're going to do good things. You know, I put together uh, a couple deals that we're working on to try and help get some, some Patriot funding and some structure around some different Patriot groups. I, mean, I did a bunch of stuff today. You can do these things, folks. You can do them. Maybe you're a businessman. Maybe you can find ways to raise money for, co uh, for Patriots. Maybe you are a communicator and you can, you know, write articles for your local newspaper or, you know, a Substack, whatever, something. 
you know, the, there's always something you can do. The question is whether you're willing to do it. Uh, one of the things that I think we is probably most underused when we're looking at things to do is ability to bring people together. You've got family. You've got friends. Now, if you're like me, you've got a, I've got a very small, I really don't have much family, but uh, uh, outside of my, my immediate family. But, you know, if you've got family, if you've got friends, if you've got this, uh, and most people do, you know, you probably have similar ideals. Why aren't you getting them together? You guys get together once a week, once a month. You guys ever, you know, physically get together and chat, you know, hey, what's going on? What are we doing about this? Can we do anything? You know, can, hey, can we get rid of this local mayor? He sucks. There's so many different opportunities for people to get involved and they just don't do any of them. And the thing is, is if everybody would do one of them, it would make a huge difference. It's like the, the whole donation thing, right? So the, the donation thing, you know, I always ask people, hey, can you give me five bucks a, a week or five bucks a month? Because, you know, we need it for the freedom fight and we've got to give send go. And I'm self-promoting right now, guys. So, yeah, if you want to give to the, the Ren's Law, give send go. Please go to Ren's Law. We do desperately need some funding. But if you give five bucks a week, can you do that? Five bucks a week? I mean, what? You don't you don't ever buy a coffee? Uh, you know, little things, right? And maybe you don't give me five bucks a week. Maybe you give it to Donald Trump, right? Maybe you give it to Mike Flynn. Maybe you give it to some. But what are you doing? Uh, you know, Bobby's uncle said, uh, Bobby Kennedy, he said, uh, said, hey, yeah, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That's a profound thing to say. It was one of the, one of the greatest statements ever. You know, and that's what we need to start doing is asking ourselves what we can do. We've got to quit sitting and waiting for someone to give us instructions or wait for someone else to save us. We've got to quit doing all that. We've got to get ready to go and we've got to fight. And we've got to fight hard. We've got to fight with all our hearts. I hope you'll fight with me. Go to TomRens.com, share the Tom Ren Show on the America Out Loud Network. We will be right back. <laughs> 